0: Hello, and welcome to PlayStation Unchained, back properly after many, many weeks, and yet still, we're going to do a special. I am your host, Neil Boltz, joined as ever by Ben schiller hall
1: Yes, I am here.
0: That Yay. is correct. Also joined by Tim... I, just, I still can't think of anything, Tim. I really can't. I had something in the middle of the week, and I thought, if I don't write this down, I'll forget
2: it. That's a really uh, long nickname. Yeah. I really don't have anything for this. I thought I'd recommend some. I can't even remember it now. It's not long. I, I think my next gimmick is just going to be, I'm going to start
0: reeling off some long story that's of no consequence. <laughs> and,
2: and go, oh, yeah. nudes. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <sold>.
1: Nuance.
0: <laughs>
2: nuance. Nice. <laughs> Very apt. Thank you. And also joining us today
0: is Gary Bagazarov. I'm here. Welcome me. I welcomed you. Welcome. <laughs> well, I introduced you. Welcomed is a bit, you know, friendly if I like comparison. But uh Hashtag. <laughs> Back on the hashtags. Uh we're of course not joined by Chris Deviso, who's out for Mother's Day, as as all good mothers' boys should be. And uh Hey,
2: hey, stop it.
0: Hey
3: stop it. <laughs> my mommy left me to go to Europe today, so I'm all alone.
0: And it's, oh, it's, it's,
1: I wonder who it's, was why I saw your mum in Scarborough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> really, your mum joke already? Come on, come on. Come on. So it, it's kind of fortunate that Chris isn't here because Chris has not finished uh, hit video game God of War. He's such um, a man. And he probably hasn't finished the hit video game of two thousand and four, <laughs> five God of War either. So <laughs> we might be waiting a while. It's easier. He's
2: not. He's, he can't defend himself.
0: <laughs>
2: it's so, um, so much yeah.
3: easier when they can't say anything back.
2: God damn it, Gary! <laughs>
0: uh, I'm not gonna be there later, so I might just hand him the problematic stickers,
2: isn't it? Oh. Yeah, I'm just gonna. <laughs> I got a. I got a sticker trigger finger. That was weird to say. But I got <laughs> it. Anyway, yes,
0: we are gonna do a God of War. Kind of spoiler cast because I think it's been a while since we have all played it, but we were waiting for that, and we may have forgotten some things. But yeah, we've we'll
1: forgotten Gary. nothing.
0: Of course, Gary hasn't. I've forgotten
1: was... most of it.
0: Perfect, was... it's a wash. <laughs> <laughs> so me and Gary will talk about got to war for Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> basically.
1: <laughs> and I will not happily.
0: <laughs> we Which can see that. Great. Yeah, that, 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 that very much lends itself to this medium. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just do the just do the tropish like, yes, quite.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 okay. yes,
0: yes. Uh, I think it's probably quite short in that regard. <laughs> um, we, we'll probably do some regular Unchained stuff after that. Yeah. Why not get back in the swing of things, as they say. As you know, we're almost at E3, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, a month away. We'll get there soon. But for this week, let's concentrate on the past. Because the past is a great thing for all of video games. In this case, of course, God of War came out 10 out of 10s everywhere. And not from us, unfortunately. But uh, we didn't get to go on the big fancy poster. But we still liked it. As you remember, we had Kyle on a while back to sort of talk about it uh, before the uh, game was out in the open. And he was, as I have to say, having now played it, he was very good at handling all the uh, potential spoilery stuff. He, he did a very good job of just sort of detailing what we wanted to know without ruining anything, which is better than a good 98% of the internet when it came to Infinity War, I have to say. So,
1: I agree. And, they spoiled a lot of it. Uh, well,
0: yeah. Enough of it. Enough. it. It's the age of, you know... Enough sites go around going. Well, if we just say this bit you know, ambiguously, yeah. it won't matter. But then, of course, another site will say, "Oh, but if we say this bit, we're get okay to see it. no one will get it. it." The thing is, there are people that happen to know how to piece things together yeah. you know, in their heads, and yes, it doesn't help. It's an age-old problem. But, but for God of War, luckily, nothing, nothing got spoiled for me, which was lovely. It's like. Because I feared, I feared big time, like Red Dead and Heavy Rain in 2010. Both of those games got spoiled before I finished them. Oof! That was before we had Twitter, really, as it is now. So, um, first of all, brief description: What is God of War? It's Kratos. Come on, stop being stupid. It's Kratos. It is. And his-
1: I'm shocked. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Kratos and his I boy thought it was Joel. Yes, it could have been. Not, uh, I mean, I have to say Ellie's regressed somewhat, if that's the case. But uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, in general. But yes, it's the story, not of like saving the world necessarily, not of you know, conquering some great evil. It's merely uh, we want to go up the fucking mountain. Please let's go up the fucking mountain and do our thing and go home. But of course, being creators. Nobody's going to let him go home easy, or get to the mountain easily, and so begins a long journey, on which he decapitates, mutilates, and generally scolds people and children alike, and it's it's great fun. It has to be said. I think I think we have differing levels of of how fun we found it and how much we enjoyed it, but. Uh, Ben, I believe, gave it his uh, standard I really like this game, 8 out of 10
1: Yeah, it was 8 out a... of 10 It was pretty good
0: I do like that, Ben it, like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, this is amazing, I love this game 8 out of 10 <laughs> <laughs> Every time... I mean, what what's a 10, Ben? What What's a 10? Goat Simulator 10,
1: But Goat Simulator <laughs> would be close to it Even if I 14, <laughs> I wouldn't give a 10 I, I wouldn't really give anything a 10
3: Except
0: for me.
1: <laughs> that would be 11.
0: Yeah, baby. If, if the only thing you were riddled with was flaws, Gary
3: <laughs> Ben is going to glitch me out in five minutes. Hot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, first off, brief sort of how much do we like the game thing, and then we'll go into specific bits. So, Tim... As you say, you, you don't have a lot to say, necessarily, which in Tim words probably means you're going to go on about something for a while, aren't you? Uh, well,
2: I mean... Oh. <laughs> yeah, well.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, well. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: well, yeah, oh, in general, I would say um,
1: yeah,
2: I, I had a really good time with it. There were some really strong parts that really resonated and I'm not sure. I'd like to know where like a lot of the other people stand on those opinions. Uh, So, but yeah, that's where I'm going. Yeah, that's very much true. Um, Gary.
0: So how did you, how did you, in in summary, how did you feel about God of war? I
3: I absolutely love God of war. Um, This is already my favorite one. Um, And yeah, can't wait to talk more about it. It also helps that it's in
0: my favorite mythology as well this time uh, so it's, it's, it's been good to go into that mythology more uh, it's like just mythology in general is, is fun and it's God of War the original God of War games for me you know were yeah, I, mean, I love Greek mythology I love like I grew up on stuff like Clash of the Titans and stuff and it's like oh this is brilliant to see more of this stuff in a video game and this you know we've had years of Skyrim for fuck's sake so <laughs> it's uh, Nice to see something closer to the uh, actual North stuff that isn't like Chris Hemsworth swinging a hammer. There you go. <laughs> Much i I have no objection to Chris Hemsworth swinging his hammer at all. But that's a story for another day. Um, ben, 8 out of 10?
1: Yeah, 8 out of 10. Yeah. yeah um, eight out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how many people are pissed off. It deserves. That's what it felt to me like it deserved. Uh, okay.
0: Okay, well, we'll get to that. We'll get to faults and flaws and such, but we'll go through different stuff. Story, I suppose, is the first thing, isn't it? I mean, we could talk about the combat and the way the game's designed, but that's for later. Which you want to do first? Combat, story, other things? What's the general thinking here? We'll go
1: I say combat because yeah. story's probably going to take us a long time.
0: Yeah, and then we'll be like, oh, yeah, combat, that was all right. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, Kyle discussed a lot of this uh, when we did the cast a few weeks ago because it was pretty much the only thing he could talk about without spoiling much. But, yeah, oh, my goodness, that axe is just great fun to use. Uh, that has to be said. It's very much a more intimate combat experience than the older god of wars but also still manages to get that feeling of an epic scale to it at times that, that makes it still feel like god of war it's despite being playing very very differently i, I agree with what i saw much said before the game came out and the earlier reviews of it has a feel of almost of a first person shoot third person shooter sorry in the way it controls with the shoulder buttons and the way you're doing stuff. it's I think that's why, especially early doors I found myself using the axe a lot more because it, it felt like a gun almost, you know. Like, and the special, you know, Atreus ends up being Atreus, sorry, ends up being like your additional move, if you will. And um, seeing the way it sort of grows over time with new moves and stuff, and it's just remains fun to do throughout, I found anyway. And uh, just when things got ramped up, it, yeah, it it was very much the old God of War with the new set of materials.
2: Um, what about you, Tim? Are we doing a full spoiler cast, or are we? Yeah, yeah, we are being subtle. All
1: the shit out of it. it is okay. A
0: city.
2: Okay.
1: Oh um, yeah, so warning spoilers everywhere. Everywhere.
2: <laughs> everywhere. Everywhere a spoiler went, the, the spoils were sure to go. <laughs> I yeah, it it's really funny. Like you mentioned, that you, you say how good the axe was, and sure, I was totally content with it until the moment when he gave up and said that he had to, you know he had to go back and get his uh, his original weapons. The the uh, oh my god, the chains, yeah, blades of the Olympus,
0: the blades, Wait, of blades, blades of. Blades of Chaos, yes. But, uh,
2: yeah. Well, and, well,
0: he, he didn't give up. He had no choice. I mean, his his axe yeah. wouldn't work where he was going. I mean, yeah, that was a good way to get it back in there. But at the same time, that line was like the most out of keeping with the rest of the story. I think it felt too Hollywood, that line. It's just like, uh, no, I must do what I thought I was not sort of thing. And it, yeah. 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 Like, yeah. I, I promised it. It was... not
1: to go back to my home but now I must go back to my home
2: which we'll also go back to later <laughs> yeah that was one of the points that where I feel like he could have just say, stayed the silent somber guy because it would have fit so well like you know that boat scene know I'm kind of digressing but we're on the point we're you know we're on the boat and then athena shows up and starts trying to you know talk to him and things get out of my head athena like, that's all he had to say during that whole sequence. and well, so uh, The, the to entire it. point would have come across, but he well, had to do that.
1: Well, to be fair, yeah, he couldn't just... go, get out of my head, Athena, boy!
2: <laughs> I know, but... <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah, it, it was a nice spot, but yeah, it was a bit overplayed. It's, I know they were trying to ramp up the... I mean, there is a, a ridiculousness to now how God of War deals with itself, but it's less so here, and I think that did make that a bit mawkish, where it, it shouldn't have been, but fuck me, was it good to get the Blades of Chaos back and have this oh. different mindset?
2: Yeah, dude. Uh, and I, go, I guess where i digressed in different directions to my point, I loved using the Blades of Chaos in this new combat style. I, the moment yeah. I got them, like, I prioritized them. I I only used the the axe when I needed to yeah it became became my new baby
0: and i I think it was just introduced at just the right time in that respect because it's like yes as as fun as axe combat is it it gave you a refresher from it without doing the cheap oh now we must take your weapons away bollocks that you get
2: sometimes It's uh hashtag double my cry for everything
0: yeah seeing the categories it's terrible
2: yeah dander hates that game
0: yeah, but it's like even when you don't have the axe before you even get the blade to get us. So it's just that whole melee combat where he's just lovely meaty fuds and the way he hits stuff. And but as I think is the theme throughout the game, he is very much pulling his punches a lot of the time. And compared to what he could do, you know, it, it takes fights against actual gods for him to have to put the effort in. And which, I mean, you see very early on, he's a, a bit rusty at doing proper fighting. Right. But, um, but yeah, it's always been, you know, the, the key thing about God of War is the combat, but I think it just feels, yeah, much more satisfying in general here than it ever did before. And it, yeah, being closer to the with the camera and everything, I think that, that's the main thing for it. For sure.
2: But I think the only inconsistency in terms of combat is kind of a kind of like a, oh, it's a weird criticism, but If you can see him hoist basically a sequoia with no issue,
1: Mm.
2: I have a little trouble believing that whenever he punches anything, it's not just going to disintegrate. Yeah, (laughs) and 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 like gods, right? Like I get it. You know, gods are going to be of the same type of metal that he's made. So yeah, okay. But you know, undead frozen things like that's two birds right there. You have undead, which is going to be just you know frail shit and then you have frozen which is going to be brittle so i i mean i get you have to make it a game but at the same time he can lift a goddamn sequoia but they also in a way try to mask it
3: story-wise because he doesn't want atreus to know how powerful he is which is where so, in a way, market. you can think about it like he's holding himself back on purpose uh, to not show his son what he can really do.
2: Eh, maybe, I which is where
0: the end game can be a problem if you've got stuff. To yeah, exit yeah. the end game when he does. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, a, a tricky thing, which probably, obviously, won't probably be a problem next time round. Uh,
1: you can remember though, but, the, as he's going through this story, he was getting more open with his son. Realising that he had to tell him stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, and he got and he got to practice fighting a lot more. <laughs> against, oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's a. Uh, I don't know. It's just yeah. It was it was uh, uh, definitely an anomaly to it that uh, I could definitely agree on that one. um Anyone else want to chime in with some combat thoughts?
1: I uh, go ahead. I really enjoyed the axe. But that's only because I would throw it like force hammer, go around and punch some stuff and stand in front of someone, call it back and see it go right through them.
0: I'd like... Without wanting to say any spoilers of Infinity War really, but it was nice watching that after this. Considering a certain thing that happened in that. It's like, ah, look at that.
1: But yeah, the axe combat is my favourite part. I like the Blades of Chaos, but I would always go back to the axe. So, about the axe felt meaty and lovely. I
0: yeah, see. I just, I just like the more that, obviously, as the story went on, Atreus got more involved in yeah. combat and he upgraded at the same time to be involved in combat more, yeah. which was great. And just some of the team moves are excellent. Like and
1: when just, he'd jump on their head so you can attack them. So, yeah.
0: Uh, the timing of it's grand. I like, the, I mean, yeah, just so uh, we'll, I'll let Gary carry on first before we go any further with that. But,
3: uh... Yeah, uh, for me, uh, I love the hand to hand combat over the other two. I just loved running up and doing the, the s- Roman Reigns Superman punch on dudes. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, I, I, I really liked using the axe as well. Like Ben said, I love throwing the axe at somebody and then running up and just wailing on, like, three or four other dudes with hand-to-hand combat, and then recalling the axe. Um, I thought they did a fantastic job of mm. making, essentially, all three weapons uh, useful. Like, usually, when you, you know, you'll play in a game, it's like, oh, hand-to-hand combat, that's, that's stupid. They're probably going to have specific enemies that can only be damaged that way. But I think what the cool thing that they did with, you know, his fists is... They're not essentially a damage dealing um, combat, but more of a stunner, and then yeah. that allows you to go in and instantly kill an enemy once you stun them. And I love doing that stuff. And like yeah. some of the harder enemies, like like the the the, the wolf guys, the werewolf guys, um, those dudes are assholes and they are hard to fight. Um, but stunning them isn't that hard, and once you do that, easy peasy
0: on those guys. Um, it's the combination of the, the all the powers that, that makes it. I think you know, from the, you know the arrows to the axe to the chains to the fist it, and the shield. Even you know, it's just the fact that you can combine them in so many different ways, and
3: yeah, it feels yeah. Like,
0: it all connects nicely.
3: Like I loved using the chains, but I found myself constantly going back to the axe simply because it was so much easier to transition. The hand to hand what the ax and is with the blades, because you, all you have to do is just throw your axe and then you're instantly in hand to hand combat. Um whereas with the chains, you kind of have to press the d pad button, I think it was the d pad button to switch to to hand to hand combat when you have the blades out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you know, I, I loved everything about it. The combat I just thought was great. You know, the the only real problem i had is constantly just constantly pushing the wrong goddamn button with the axe and 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 instead of blocking i would throw the damn thing (laughs) yeah yeah that always just always and it just infuriated me so much but
0: it didn't seem to punish you for it so i found which was nice you know many games that could be a deal breaker but i think the fact that it there was other options available to you. Had you done that, is why it worked for me.
3: Yeah.
0: Excellent, excellent. And Tim has joined us again here, back just in time.
1: Woo, woo.
0: So, woo. yeah, we've we've talked about the combat. So, I said, we talked a lot about it when Kyle was on. It's pretty much the same stuff. It's evolved in a new way it's very different to how it was but also still feels very much god of war-esque particularly in how the way the game is designed which is now very metroidvania style you know as i think we alluded to before it's almost darksiders-esque in, in the way it's uh you move around the area and unlock new stuff when you get new abilities and that's great to be honest i, I like games like that it's a fantastic way of doing of seeing stuff for so long through that game and thinking god we've been going hours now and haven't even got a chance to go and do those things i still don't know how to do them and then the, you'll get whatever you need to do it and you're like oh right now i can enter all these new areas and then just especially when the end game's done you know whether you do it with or not it's just it opens up some new areas that you've never seen and new new things and like discovering the dragons and such like it, it's Full of little, lovely little secrets and hidey holes. And that was surprising, you know, because it isn't open, open. It's just very much like a very tunneled down sort of uh, open world. You know, sort of, it's it's as dark- You explained it yeah. perfectly. Yeah. It's all dark- That's, it. it That's it. Some big areas, some corridors made to look pretty, which is fine, you know, because you don't really think about it when you're playing it. You're just like, I'm on the journey. I'm doing this thing. It's cool. And they managed to differentiate really well, I think, as they go on, and uh, especially in what they have in terms of scenery, because, you know, you see, obviously in the trailers, it's like, most of it looks like snowy, snow, snow, which is great and everything, but it's like, even Skyrim had to have somewhere else that wasn't just snow, eventually. No, it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, it was, when you start going places, um, thanks to the World Tree, it's... uh, quite the moment you know you, you get to see some different places for a bit probably not as many as you'd like to i think but it, they're clearly holding stuff back for the sequel it's like uh because you look at that uh world tree and there's stuff there's places you don't get to go properly and that, that's
1: yeah they're saving that's, that's, those for deal that's just, future games i think i don't think there'll be oh, any dlc
0: no, no they, they they want to continue, and they're clearly going to continue this story, uh, as we'll get to. Um, so yeah, any any words on the world itself? Uh, there's not much to say, I think, on the, in terms of how it looks and the game can be bloody gorgeous at times, as to be said. Since it's, it's a shame photo mode came a bit later, but uh, yeah, it's uh, just even like the hub area, which is you know with the bridge uh, and. All that is just amazing amount of stuff to sort of go and discover whilst you know, still sort of making sure you don't lose focus too much. It's the right amount of open world, as we said. It just has that flexibility to it. That, uh,
1: I still got you know, lost. So I got
0: lost once, but like I said, when that happened, I went and found other things, and that's the greatest thing. If you can find a game that you can get lost in and then go and do other stuff as a result and it'd be a happy accident it's nice i like that and then when i found out why i was lost it's just because i'd forgotten a place i'd gone to before (laughs) Uh, i was being too literal with how i will either get there it's you know where four statue is and you think you could i I forgot you could go round it and into the cave i was there for ages thinking how do i get there?" but as a result i got to see more of the backstory you know so it was uh, a nice Nice thing to happen. What about you, Gary?
3: Oh, uh, I absolutely loved exploring the world. Um, I love how like you're in the same area, but then more of it opens up. Not because you open up a new secret passage or something, but because you know the water drops and this whole new dungeons revealed to you, essentially, or this whole new area to explore. Like like uh, the the dwarving king when you go to his big old castle. And that area there, there's a dragon there. You gotta re- release as well. Um, I absolutely loved it. Uh, I can see why it was kind of hard to navigate because the map isn't the best and the compass isn't the best either. But I, I don't, I don't see how you guys could have gone lost. I really don't.
0: I just Uh-oh. think I wasn't concentrating enough on what I was doing because I was just liking everything I was seeing and so oh, I've got to keep. I've got to go see what's over there. I've got to see what's over there. Just getting distracted, which is a lovely thing to have. Yeah,
3: I mean, for me, I, maybe just how I play played the game, but like I literally memorized where everything was, so it helped me a lot to not get lost. Um, I sure I didn't memorize the names of anything because I can't pronounce Norse names for the <laughs> life of me. But you know, well, once I know, like, okay, the the Valkyries, oh, I know exactly where that's at. I, I know where I'm going to go, you know. Um, yeah, to me, to me, just it wasn't hard. And every time, like, say, I looked up a video of how to find a collectible or something, I knew exactly where to go just from the image that they had. Um, hmm. So for me, it wasn't a problem. And I loved collecting a lot of the stuff in the game. I really did. Um, the 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 storyboards that you find, uh, the big old closet doors that you open and the tray yeah. starts, you know, I love those. Um, I love how he just goes into this backstory because Kratos, for all the time he's lived in Norse times, didn't learn the language. I guess <laughs> oh, lazy bastard. But um, but yeah, uh, uh the treasure hunts were fun. Uh, everything, everything for me when it came to the exploring was fun. I actually went out of my way to just go and find. Cool stuff. And the thing that I really enjoyed about this game that other games don't do is a lot of the time when you go and do the side stuff, you become so powerful that by the time you finish the game, it's like you're playing on easy mode the whole time. And with this game, they did not do that. Uh, and I absolutely love that. The game was challenging to me through and through, even though I went off on so many offbeaten paths, collected these cool ruins, upgraded my gear um, The game never felt like I was becoming more powerful than what the developers wanted the final bosses to, to be like. So
0: Yeah, yeah also the, the bosses are done in a way that means that while you can do the, most of it in a, a certain way if you had leveled up nicely, it has those set-piece moments that you know, take you out of that boss routine stuff.
3: Yeah, like even even though like like the the final Valkyrie that you fight the big hardcore secret boss, like you would think it'd be super hard, but to me it wasn't because I fought all the other ones already and the the patterns are already there mm. as long as you just remember what they are. Um because she just uses the combination of of moves that all the other Valkyries use, so you just kind of have to watch out what she's going to do. And if you remember what those moves look like, the fight is, isn't really too difficult. It's sure a little time-consuming because it's a long fight, but yeah, it's... To me, it it was pure joy to do everything. I never got bored of doing anything in that game
0: at all. Uh, no, can't say I have, to be honest. It's like, I think my main thing was just once I'd finished the story, and I'd just, it was all I'd been playing for days, and I was like, yeah, I'll have a rest for this for now just, and come back to it because it just uh, didn't want to burn out on it in that way. It's uh, because I, I play in chunks normally, and it's uh, nice to go straight back to something else as a, as a palate cleanser, somewhat. Um, Tim, how find you the
2: world? Running through the game the first time was just stellar and smooth, and it all felt so organic. Uh, I tended to come across Metroidvania issues, and I don't know if this is just because I don't play many Metroidvania games. But when I was trying to go back and do collectibles, I came across certain things that like kept getting in my way, mm. and not like things that could be, you know, um, unlocked. Or, you know, I just didn't have the right thing to get there. It was a story bit that happened that kept me from going back in right. that area. So I'd try to go through and clear out an area. And in order to clear out an area, I'd have to start on one end, do half of it, and then move to the other end and start and come back. And there were a good few instances like that. And right. as a completionist, that really grinded my gears, especially after having such a good time the first few times. Uh, for, you know, the first run through, it was just... a Stupendous feeling the whole time, but yeah, having to go back and having to navigate in such odd ways really kind of took the piss a bit, to borrow an expression. <laughs> um, but I mean, it wasn't awful because everything is still pretty accessible, and you know, uh, teleporting around is is you know convenient enough. So it's just a. I'm just. I wonder if it's one of those things that they didn't really like want to cater to like they made everything accessible at the end you don't have to worry about missing anything which is nice but what if it's one of those things that just didn't really want to think about through development
0: sure it's, it's i think it's a catering to tastes and styles as well which is difficult to do for everybody as well it's um it's like uh, the idea of looting in games was just I didn't get it. I didn't for years. It took in the end. It took a very again, again, a doing it in an accessible way, to make me appreciate it. Which was a uh, Borderlands, Borderlands
2: Two. Ah, sure.
0: Yeah, they, they were perfect for it. And I understood the whole system of loot, which is good, really, because that's all the fucking games do these days. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I would have been right off the gravy train otherwise. <laughs> Um,
3: since you mentioned it Tim there is one thing that really did bother me about the exploration and all that and that's literally the the, the fast travel system Um, like I I wish that I could have just traveled but because they wanted to I guess keep the whole the camera never cuts thing going going through those doors and then waiting for the game to load before you can travel through to the next portal was just frustrating as hell to me
2: yeah, there was a lot of downtime, and it felt like that might as well have been a low time with how little you were doing. And it's cool they try to mask it with, you know, some backstory with
3: Mimir um, talking uh, the entire time. But then once you, there was no more dialogue recorded yeah. anymore, <laughs> it's just this empty, boring spot that you
0: just wait and wait. Yeah, and I, I, wait. I can't say I, I found empty spots. Yeah, I didn't yeah. find
1: empty-ish. Really? Yeah, no, I, every I, time I, I went in, he I, talked. Yeah,
0: never
3: yeah give it a bit. Yeah, he, he stops talking eventually.
1: <laughs> also, don't, don't walk need up it. to the site, and when it says press X, don't do it because you jumped to your death.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did that. But it's funny.
1: It's like, p- p- jump, press here. I'm like, okay, this must be where I go. You know, the first time I did it. And I, it's like, you died. I'm like, why? What happened?
0: That was the first time I died in the game as well. Same. <laughs> it's just like, it's just like, like oh, okay. It's like, So
3: so clearly, Tim and I are the ones that experienced it. Where I guess
0: we heard all the dialogue there was to hear. Um, It's it's this weird logic thing I got, where it's like, why would they even mention it? It's like, why would they do it? About why? Why would they have it? Let me do it. I want to do it. Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't really use the fast travel though, so
0: I liked it as a four. I liked that they had the commitment to the bit. You know, yeah. I think I used
1: it five times through my playthrough.
0: I think it's right. phenomenal what they've done with that the whole one you know, tracking shot. The whole way through is is just ridiculous, and sometimes it works so well with scenes and stuff in a way that all cinematic camera cuts do it their own way of it. But this is just mm, again another thing that feels very much like God of War in those big epic moments that, that still happen even with this new camera system. Okay. And it's just. Hmm. I getting to a point in particular the the dragon boss battle yeah, yeah? yeah. i mean this, this is the first thing that really in the game that was like fucking hell what a game that sort of thing for me because while it's a you know a fairly standard boss battle you know, in a lot of ways it's just the last few minutes of it are just stupendously done it's like you have the whole you know qte stuff and the yeah Kratos going right well fuck this clearly I'm not going to hit it with my normal weapons so let's just fucking spear it through the head it's it's the way that it does all that all that happens and the music is slowly getting louder as that happens and then as you know that mouth falls right in front of Kratos who's you know covered in blood and all that and it's just that rousing bit of the soundtrack comes up at just that second and it's just like that is Fucking masterful. Uh, that, that it's wonderful how they've done that. And there's just lovely little moments like that throughout the game where you just. I felt. It felt like you were always in the game, cutscene or not. You know, if they were talking yeah. or not, you still felt invested and drawn into it. And that's that's the thing that comes with that whole one take thing.
1: Ah, oh, that dragon fight though. Oh, it was so good.
0: Yeah, as I said, it was a moment. It was just. Really well done. Just... <laughs> oh, oh, and
1: the door that just appears after you beat it as well just feels like, yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, you know, oh, man. <laughs> I mean, not to divulge too much here again into story stuff, but uh, there was stuff I'd read not long after that bit, uh, after the doors and them coming back and stuff. We'll get to it in a minute, story, because otherwise it won't make sense in the context. But we'll get there, we'll get there. Um, right, so, um, anything else on the other stuff outside the story and characters that we want to talk about? Or, is, or should we move on to the, the meat, if you will, of this? Yeah. Yeah, let's move. Let's move to the meat. So yes, as we said, the story takes some interesting twists on Norse mythology. It doesn't follow it exactly because uh, if it did, my god, poor Atreus is going to be one fucking deviant <laughs> child when he, when he grows up, and well, yeah, the implications are there that there could be any number of theories as to that. I still, at the end of that game, get the theory that he is not Kratos' son, and or if he is, that they are leading to what I was saying to Ben before is that you know, four has a son that is known as a stepson who's an archer and was born of a giant and in in actual Norse mythology so i do wonder if they're telling that story in the sense of that kratos may not be end up being the main guy in the next game and they I will know, have
1: the fact that he tre- was using spartan rage kind mm.
0: of but you know it's like they have the electrical crackle around him yeah. a lot as well it's just i know i don't It could go either way. This is it. I think there was some deliberate misdirection uh, as they came to it. Because the main spoiler thing to take away from the end of the game is that Atreus' real name is Loki. And, you know, that's uh, an interesting one to go. uh, Because that would make him Thor's uncle if you're going in proper Norse terms. But uh, he clearly isn't that. Um, I say clearly, you know, the World Serpent came back in time. So... What else came back in time? Uh, that's, there's, there's all sorts of things that could happen there. We shall see. But yeah, it just threw up some really great questions and theories and stuff that could happen going forward and what it could mean now. And uh, For a long time, there was a great bit of misdirection if you actually do follow Norse mythology concerning uh, Balder, which is, in mythology, Balder is, of course, immune to everything, but... Mistletoe. Now, in mythology, the way that gets dealt with is that Loki finds out about that weakness and gives another god the uh, a spear made of mistletoe. It was a
1: blind it. god as well, wasn't it? Yeah, apparently? yeah, a blind, yeah, a blind god. Yeah. The chuck
0: spear of mistletoe at Balder, which yeah, kills him effectively, yeah. and he doesn't come back to life night as a result. So when the dwarves give you those, and obviously Freya just freaked out about it, that was like a big, oh, hello. And then I thought, are the dwarves going to turn out to be Loki? You know, just trying to sort of manipulate everyone. Because, honest to God, that would have been a really good twist. It would explain why they were everywhere. It would explain all this other stuff.
1: Uh, That would have been amazing, especially as they sort of,
0: yeah. Yeah, and he's a shapeshifter by nature, so it makes sense. And And he's a a trickster, so... Yeah, that's it. It all led to that. And I think if anyone was trying to be all like smug about mythology and stuff, uh, it's great misdirection. It's it's well done in that regard. Also slightly disappointing, but then rounded off by, you know, Honest to God felt like a a jaw-dropper when they sort of revealed that, you know, his name was Loki, you know, with Atreus.
1: Yeah. By the way, if I'm rightly, what happened was... Uh, Freya, after Baldur was born, because he looked so weak, she went to each.
0: Well, no, Freya wasn't his mother in Norse mythology, uh,
1: but his—I can't remember. I thought
0: it's was... Step, stepmother. Stepmother, uh, effectively, yeah, she came after.
1: But she she go um... to each like deity to ask for his safety.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's basically why he's immune to everything except the mistletoe,
1: it. because she thought it was too weak and wouldn't harm him.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, a character that is very different from mythology yeah. because he's he's handsome and charming and lovely, and I suppose there's a bit of that there. But he also, here he kind of looks like a Norse junkie. He
1: looks and... like a Norse biker. I thought he was like yeah. the the Norse god of tattoos and bike gangs.
0: <laughs> I mean, getting onto him straight away in that sense is obviously he's the first real test Kratos comes up against in. A great scene setter, I, I found in terms of the, the story is that that fight with Boulder is just yeah, it, it sells that game wonderfully.
1: I wish we could hear Kratos in a monologue because I'm sure when Boulder starts attacking him, he's thinking, Ah, oh, they say this all over again. I just wanted to retire in the <laughs> woods. <What>? Why
4: <laughs> get to over <all> this shit?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even attack you guys this time, I'm just sat here. Looking after the kid.
0: <laughs> yeah, again, that's another bit of misdirection though, all throughout the game of like who they're looking for exactly yeah. It's uh, dealt with like that. it? And uh, obviously that gets resolved over time. But again, still kind of think they weren't just looking for one thing in the end. It's being Odin and Odin knowing everything. It's uh, there's probably stuff that he didn't tell his uh, unless dead Odin's dead.
1: asleep. Well,
3: I, I don't know. The way, the way the story went, for me, is that he was acting realistically under his own accord. Um, I don't think any of this really had anything to do with Odin and Thor. Um, I think Baldur wanted to find Frey because he believed that she would be the only one who can cure him.
0: Frey, not Frey. Frey's is. Uh... The brother
1: of Frey. Uh, t- no, I Frey.
0: Frey was his, Kratos's wife. Yeah, that's, sorry. So I think I'm yeah. The, sorry, I am talking.
1: Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was looking yeah.
0: for Frey because he knew that she was
3: half giant, or essentially giant, and he believed that the giants were the only ones who can cure him. Yeah. Yeah, and so so to me, the way I took it is. He, they, him and his two brothers were essentially acting on their own and they, it wasn't Odin who really told him to do anything and it wasn't Thor either.
1: I believe, I kind of believe both yes and no, I believe that he was sent there by Odin and Thor but then him continuing to do it is out of his own actions.
3: I don't know, because Thor because Odin like Neil said, "In actual Norse mythology, uh, Baldr? was it Baldr? his name? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was loved by everybody. He was like Jesus to them. Mm. And here, obviously, they kind of did it in a way like a Jesus. Well, I think the way they made him more angry and pissed off is because he became immortal, and well, not immortal. He became you know he can't feel anything, and that eventually drove him angry at." The curse that was put on him but the curse was put on him to save his life and so to me I, the way I would see it is Odin would try to stop him if he knew what, what Balder was doing because it's also his son it's his beloved son why would he want him to be killed so that, that's how I took the story as um, to me I don't think Odin really has anything really going on in the story
0: Mm, i don't know It's just the way the background build of all the stories they tell you about it makes it sound like they have to bring him in a,
3: a, oh no they're definitely gonna bring him in probably after whatever happens in the second game with thor and obviously he's odin's gonna be pissed because he freed mimir as well
1: mm.
3: but as far as with balder i think balder was acting on his own in this game yeah yeah, I, I think
0: there is an, act, uh, uh, an aspect of that, and he probably did deceive mean and Modi yeah, um, to uh, make them go along with it. Magni and Modi, that's what I meant to say, which mm-hmm. was uh, the, the customary Sony video game Nolan North and Troy Baker cameo. <laughs> <laughs> Which was, uh, I see as well that Troy Baker thinking, well, what voice shall I do? I've done them all. I'll just pick the one from Shadow of War. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's a, I mean, he literally it. He is just the ranger. <laughs> yeah, that one. But, uh, probably the most an underwhelming fight in a lot of ways, that one. I evolved the hell out of it. That. that was my favourite. I, yeah. I, I loved the stuff around it, but the fight itself was a bit cheap, I felt.
1: I hated that fight so much.
0: Man, what the hell?
1: I oh, know. It's dark. I that
0: was my favourite fight in the whole game.
1: Only because there was snow, Gary.
0: I reckon no, the last Boulder fight I think is probably my favourite. Just because it's just, everything's on the line and there's so much going on drama wise around it and it's yeah. It, it's it's good fun in that regard. I'll be honest, it's I a...
1: during that fight I just kept screaming in real life, eat my axe while throwing at him. <laughs> <laughs> Have
0: you uh, tasty vitamin A uh, get, boy, boy. get my axe yeah, so it's it's gonna be interesting to see how they, they change all these things going forward because as I said, you know, Baldur's uh, damned to hell effectively by Loki, uh, in terms of they don't get him back because Loki impersonate a giant ass... Um, refuses, is the only person who refuses to prove that he is loved by all. So I don't think that's really going to work with this version of, <laughs> of Balder. Well, yeah, I
3: mean, it'll be interesting because when Balder dies in Norse mythology, he brings Ragnarok that much closer. Like like they mm. said, it's like a hundred winters too
0: soon. I'll, yeah, no, I, I think, think this... Or something. The, the whole clue with the, uh, the world servant being where he is when he shouldn't be, is uh, probably pointing out that there's a lot of things changing as a result of what's happened. And well, no,
3: I'm, I'm saying, like, in the actual Norse mythology, that's what happens yeah, as
1: well. Yeah, Which I th- yeah, the, so, Like
3: I said, the way they, they blended the two, but also telling their own story, but also following how it's supposed to happen in Norse mythology as well, is fantastic. And it's brilliant yeah, the
0: way they did it's it. It's a really good mix. Uh, that's and, I like
3: And in Norse mythology, they try to prevent Ragnarok by going, you know, to Helheim and bargaining with Hela to get Baldur's soul back.
0: Yeah, and end up. Failing probably because <laughs> of Loki, as they say. Just like, yeah, so. and
3: it'll be interesting to see if they follow that path in the next game. If Kratos does decide, okay, in order to stop the world from ending, like it did in my time because I caused it to end with Greek mythology in a way, I can stop this one from ending if I go and bring his body back. Or his
0: especially, yeah, especially inserting Kratos into things where the world ends and just saying he's the fault <laughs> <Yeah>. of <So>, it.
3: <laughs> Again. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: but Kratos is always the one to try and break loops. So I can see him trying to cause Ragnarok but have it end differently than normal. Because remember, Ragnarok is always a loop.
0: Mm. This is it. And yeah, now that his motivations have changed because he has changed you know, enough over the story, he's learned you know, his anger has not got him anywhere but hurt and misery and pain. Uh, and, yeah, he's... But he is still, you know, very much into the violence, <laughs> regardless of that. And, uh, yeah, I, it's... The Loki thing's the weird thing, because especially as Atreus has that mid-game weird mini-turn when he finds out he's a god... And he just starts yeah, being an absolute asshole.
3: I yeah. loved it, and it, yeah. I wish it would have lasted because he changes I was, I was. back to his regular self so quickly that it was kind of irritating. Because it was so great seeing, okay, I have this power; I'm a god. Um, everybody should worship me, and how he talks to the dwarves and how Kratos gets starts to get irritated with him was probably some of the best dialogue between the two. In that entire game for me.
0: I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean, it comes to a head, uh, uh, and you know, it had to be tempered, I think, but he definitely changes the character after that, you know, as much as he still gets to be calm.
1: Hey, just think he also teased the fact that he's Loki during that as well, hmm. because he's like, oh, I wonder if I can shape, I turn into a wolf.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. <laughs> like, looking back after it, you go, yeah, that yeah, 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 makes sense. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Uh, no, but you may fuck one and uh, <laughs> one of these things. <laughs> <days.
1: laughs> so, Maybe one day, boy.
0: Okay. Oh.
1: Have we lost Neil? Hello.
0: I'm still here. I'm still here. Sorry, I had a a Google Drive thing, not a Google Drive, a OneDrive thing open, and it uh, apparently decided to have a Skype call at the same time.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Chris was trying to call us. So, uh, <laughs> uh, well, Tim, you've been
2: Yeah, um most of my time I've spent in the game like it was kind of just in the moment, especially in a lot of the bigger centerpieces and uh, even right now I'm, I'm recalling them as you guys have been talking about them, but I mean like those aren't really the parts of the the game that really like came with me once I was done. It was it was more the subtle moments like uh, like I, There were like a little bit of little bitty ones kind of along the way, but like the first major one that really stuck with me was like the first moment when Atreus let him down. And you could see the, the genuine disappointment. Like You know, you had the general angst of a kid that he's dealing with and whatever, and it was just back and forth. And like there was a lot of charm with that, but it came to this head at a certain point where Atreus was really just, you know... Turning into the the bastard side of Loki, you know like just he just really getting taken in by his powers and things, and just it just overtook his entire mannerism and you know, he went off the wall and put everybody in danger, and like you could see that moment was when Kratos was disappointed the first time he was disappointed in atreus, even all those times that he you know called him boy and. Degraded him with things like that and talked down to him. Like he never was disappointed up until that point. And yeah, it was it was times like that when they were having actual human connections. That was when it really. Those are the parts that came with me. And I mean, I yeah. Even as you guys mentioned them, the the set pieces come back. And now that you mentioned it, I think about the when he's Kratos just standing there and the dragon drops down in both sides of his mouth and end up on both sides of him. And that was a really cool moment, too. But, but yeah, it's it's really just those subtle moments that really stuck with me.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's,
2: that's understandable. That's what I mean. For a, a game that has these
0: big bombast action set pieces, it, it does also have these lovely little tender human moments, right, human as you can be, being gods, I suppose. But, uh, yeah, it, it's... Our heart, it's our- Hardy hard. It's definitely <laughs> a, a Far Cry from what we had with uh, with great No, this is
2: definitely not a Far Cry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, definitely not. There are no towers to climb that need climbing. <laughs> Outside, you know, just a mountain. Uh, hashtag, hashtag the mountain. But yes, um, that's. Uh, I think everyone's had their say on that bit of there. Well, almost, yeah. almost. almost. Except oh, one person. Except someone has teleported in um, at the last second here off the world tree himself. It is Alfonso. How do you? The world tree. Always good to be From
3: Helheim himself. <laughs> <laughs>
4: there I'm
3: just kidding, go. Alfonso.
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, it, hey, you're part done. of the
3: most powerful realm. You should be
4: happy. Fair enough. <laughs>
2: You think he was that big bird sitting in the background, just watching over everybody? <laughs> it's like you realize, in terms of that's actually pretty complimentary because you're like one of the major signs of Ragnarok. Like the moment you say anything is the moment of Ragnarok is coming. <laughs> it's kind of cool. I'm
4: yeah, really jealous of you. of you. I'll take that, Tim. I'll, I'll take that.
2: I'm really jealous of you right now. <laughs> it's the thing he'll say. It's something inappropriate to his girlfriend. No, <laughs> I'm like, well, I guess
1: all I'm going to say is Big Bird's new job after Sesame Street is a bit more important than the had. <laughs>
4: <laughs> See, I missed this. See, I've I missed it. I truly missed this.
0: And now you're back. Yeah. So, Alfonso, while you're here, how was the story of God of War for you?
4: Um, it's a little different. Now, knowing that um, he's, what, a son? He has a son with him. Um, I don't... I want to say it's 50-50 because, you know, when he was by himself, Kratos didn't care. He did what he wants with no remorse. But now that he has a son, he's, he's trying to change. He's trying to do better. He doesn't want to show him the path of what he'd done in the past, which I understand. But it's like I don't feel like he had I didn't feel like the game had a lot of epic bloody moments like it did in the past games because of him trying to tease his son, Yes, we you do have the kill but only protect himself where in the past he just killed the kill. And yes, I understand they're trying to take a different path and I, I love it, but I wasn't feeling that that, you know, old cradles like in the previous games. Um. Yeah. So I'm kind of fifty fifty. I hope they take a different path if they decide to make a sequel when the trees gets a little bigger. But yeah, I'm fifty fifty with the story. I still enjoy it with all the graphics and the different mechanics of I the gameplay. I to
1: murder more things.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> and who learned the lesson least? <laughs>
3: yeah you know, I, I see it as I see it a little differently Alfonso I see it as Kratos realized that he because of his anger he killed everything and he killed essentially an entire continent everybody died there because of his selfish reasons just because he was angry at his dad. Um, and in this one you see now that yeah he has a son, and you see it throughout the game where every time Atreus you know, gets angry, Kratos is the one who's trying to calm him down in a way, even though he's also getting frustrated with him. And I think it's one of those things where Kratos realizes that he made a mistake and he doesn't want his son to make the same mistakes he did. It's essentially him being an actual
0: father. Yeah, Um, I mean that is a thing of fatherhood. To be honest, it's like all the things you realize. Oh shit! I used to do this awful stuff, but now I have to go and sound almost hypocritical and tell my own children not to do the silly things I did. Yeah,
3: and even when it comes to the dwarves, like he admits, yeah, they're pissing me off. They're irritating me, but he also gets mad at Atreus for getting mad at them because he knows they're useful and he shouldn't talk to them at when they're trying to help him. Um. And Kratos sees that, you know, yeah, he's getting irritated with him, but he's still letting them help him Whereas Atreus is more like, oh, I'm a god bow to me bitches
4: And which I totally hate out. He was like bragging that on so many times like just shut up (laughs) Every minute, oh, I'm a god. We could do this Gods could do this. I'm powerful. It's like no You you know nothing about what you are. Shut up It's annoying
3: That, for for me personally, I think this was a fantastic character progression for Kratos. Is mm. essentially in the entire movie, in my opinion, you can see it in his face and his eyes every time he looks at Atreus. Is like he feels remorse and he feels guilt for what he did. Mm. And also, he,
1: I'd recommend if you're trying to make it a serious game, don't spend your entire stream calling betray you. And then nope, take God, the ben. piss off and a say dragon. that take the piss that the dragon doesn't look anything like it did in the never win never ending story. <laughs> 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 it's like, You've changed Oh boy. That's yeah. But yeah, that's that's
3: that that's my opinion on Kratos this time and I, like To me, I just see it that way. I see, it, I see like his facial expressions and everything. You see how he looks at Atreus, and he essentially sees himself. And he doesn't want to be like, why did Kratos become the way he is? I mean, his family got murdered by him because he wanted power. And it's, it's essentially the same cycle repeating, but now it's with his own son. And he's trying to stop his son from becoming like everybody. They even foreshadow it throughout the entire game and they even talk about it at the end where mm. Atreus even says, are all fathers, are all children doomed to kill their own fathers?
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and which, um, you know, given what that little uh, tablet of prophecies seemed to suggest is uh, all of this, uh, his little mini turn is a foreshadowing for the future because it, it seems... Yeah, like and pretty- it's
3: going to be really interesting to see because that's the big mural that is the big question mark, what's actually happening there. I mean, we see Kratos is essentially dead, but we also see some weird snake shed moving through their mouths. Mm -hmm. Um, So is it Atreus who kills him and takes his soul? Does Kratos sacrifice his soul himself to save Baldur and stop Ragnarok? It's almost impossible to know what's going on there. what
1: if... uh, I I like this idea someone had. What if uh, Loki uses the power of Kratos to make uh, you know the serpent that's why the serpent mm-hmm. can live for so long because he's technically got the, the mortal spirit of Kratos
0: yeah but then also because in mythology the serpent is a god too it's a, or part god I should say
1: but if that so, part is Kratos
0: yeah well I mean it is, if Kratos if, is if, if, Kratos' son, and it is part of it. But I uh, know. Anyway, it's I reckon there's a lot of timey-wimey, travely-wavely going on uh, involved in this story. Uh, I mean, gonna... they, they
3: they could yeah. essentially give what people want, and just if they do a next game, they can do something where okay, Thor takes Atreus with him and forces Kratos to go get Balder back. Um. By taking his son as a hostage, and then everybody can get their angry, ragey Kratos yes. back. Oh, <laughs> no, no, I know.
0: I want a buddy cop movie with Thor and Kratos. And a <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know, we don't like each other. We have got a team up sort of thing. That'd be grand. Just like the axe and the hammer. Wolf, come on.
1: What if they could like switch between each other as well? They They get Chris <laughs> can Hemsworth to do his voice though. <laughs> Like, yeah, swapping weapons as they're fighting.
0: <laughs> oh, man, oh, oh, yeah. We're gonna have to wait a while to find that out. We'll I don't we won't wait that
1: long? I think mm-hmm. two years, well,
0: least, maybe. Years. Yeah, but still, that's a couple of years, you know. It's, uh,
1: yeah, considering we've had uh, all the beautiful games we got on the way, you know. Well, oh,
3: you you still have to consider they have to re, 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 remaster the game for the PS5. Yeah. They'll probably do that first.
1: Well, I don't and, think. And that. we'll
3: see the sequel.
0: <laughs> I don't think there'll be any remastering going on next gen uh, in that sense. Uh, not on PS4 games, anyway. But, uh, really. yes. Really. So, favorite. Moments and characters, I think. That's what we should definitely go around and do. Alfonso, as you have joined late on this fair evening, what were your favorite characters and moments from the entire game?
4: Okay, favorite moment would have to be when Kratos met the stranger, as we know as Baldur. Mm -hmm. And he's trying to stop him and saying you do not want to do this. And then he finally hits him and then Baldur hits him back. That was okay. Now it's about to get serious. Kukrius is like, all right, time to take off the gloves. Time to kill this nigga. But <laughs> you know, sorry. But then he's like, he's confused. He's confused of how he know him and all that. Like that whole moment in terms of how he was confused of how he knows him and his past. Do he knows his past? And then he's like, okay, I can't stay here. I have to take a chairs with me because at that time, at that point he was saying that he wasn't ready. And I, I like Atreus because I see some cradles in him in terms of how he wants to progress and he wants to get better in terms of his training. So that, that whole moment for me was... Um, I like that moment. The other moment I like was the end. How... Boulder, first of all, he's just a crazy person. I don't know why you want to kill your own mom. I mean, yes, I understand cradles and... Zeus, the, similar, but that, I don't, I don't like that. I didn't like that, how he throughout the whole game, well, not the whole game, but during the mentioning of Freya and, and him, he just wanted to kill her, and then Kratos come out of nowhere and snapped his neck for a second time. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, another moment I liked was the, the fight between um, Atreus, Kratos, and that dragon. Like At the point, at that time, I had no life. So <laughs> I was like, "Please don't let me fight this dragon right now, because I, I have no life and I don't I want to die." Because my brother was challenging me to see who would die first in the <laughs> game, and I was I was close, but I managed to pull it off. And the seeing that moment, him standing there, and then the dragon's mouth drop right between him was awesome. It seems um, to be a common consensus that moment.
0: It's a it's a big moment.
4: Yeah. Um. Favorite characters. Um, Brock, I love him the, the way he <laughs> talks, it's just yeah. funny. He, he has to be by one of my top favorite. Um, I don't like his brother. His brother is like a little like a wuss, like seriously. He's like, he's like a germaphobe, you don't want to touch nothing, always gagging and throwing up. I, I don't like his brother. Um, what was I like? Uh, Atreus, he, he has moments, you know, that annoying god part was annoying but i like atreus too um that's it really i don't really like freya yeah I don't, i'm not feeling freya i mean yes i'm grateful for her for helping us when atreus was sick but uh i don't have no vibe when it comes to freya so that's that's, that's mostly those two I mean. okay
0: fair
4: enough
0: fair enough uh, ben that's gonna be you
1: my my was my favorite character and moment, <laughs> he was the best. Um, yeah, seriously, finding out all the different bits of lore from him, just all these different stories while they're on the boat, it was just really good.
0: It's like having a literal talking head segment. You know, it's just there, spouting off the exposition, and it's it's a nice way of doing it. it he did unfortunately remind me too much of like the. The guy who runs the workshop in How to Train Your Dragon, and in terms of Facebook, that's what I kept thinking of. But um, yeah, he's a fun character. Well, like you knows, compared
1: so. to one scene to Finding Nemo.
0: Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So, <laughs> what can we do that in a second? Is that in a second? Because that's. uh will do yours. and I'll mention that cause that's... <laughs> Oh, someone dropped out.
1: Oh, we lost Alfonso.
0: Oh, he's got again. Okay. Oh, nice to have you Alfonso. <laughs>
1: it's gone now. His Planet Native. Oh he's back again. Oh, he's back he's again.
0: Back Alfonso, what's going on?
4: I oh, don't know. There 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 was a um like the Skype calling music in the background.
0: Oh so, okay. Skype have you uh, got
4: yeah.
0: Have you got hotmail or something open on
4: your computer? No. no. I'm using Skype on my phone.
0: Okay, okay.
4: So yeah, I, I I closed out and I opened again and then it went away. So
0: Yeah, so I think the common consensus is Microsoft fuck off. It is uh it so, well, <laughs> well, yeah, so Mimir was was your favorite thing, basically, Ben.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Mimir, pretty Mimir
0: much? was my cool. favorite. Any particular moment that, that you would say I like that moment?
1: Not really, because I liked all his moments pretty much. Oh, oh! oh. When he got the bit with um, uh, the World Serpent confused, and he said that you were friends with four, and he gets pissed when he yeah. meant to say, Oh no, they're enemies of four.
0: Yeah, so that scene, the, the, the whole um, translating what the World Serpent can say, you know, it's like, it, honest to God, there's no way that isn't a homage to Finding Nemo when Dory talks to <laughs> the whale. Because it's just the whole thing is exactly the same, the whole drawn out ooh, uh, ooh, uh, speak. And it's just like, and the fact that it works despite sounding ridiculous. I oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. And, how, and yet, I've not seen an outlet pick it up. As being that, or asking Corey Barlow if that's the case. <laughs> Should do that, really. Should say, hey, it's disappointing me, my reference. Damn well, seems like it.
1: That'd be amazing if he says yes.
4: I would be. Um, so uh, Tim, wait, wait! Go. wait. Before Tim go, I forgot I have one more moment. Yeah, I oh, forgot when um when creators got the blaze back, the blaze of chaos, um, blaze back, and Athena came and said um that you were never changed, and he said, I know, and you know, and he was saying that you um that you won't control me no more. I yeah. that was like an epic moment for me where. He said that because, like, now he's, like, finally done. I don't need to deal with that type of mythology anymore. It's like he left that in the past. Like, at that point, when he got back to um, Blaze, even though he was hesitant to get there, to get mm-hmm. them, I feel like he finally embraced it that in order to save my son, I need to use what I put away in the past. And I find that as an epic moment. So, yeah, that was my last one. That To me, that was the biggest one throughout the whole game. Cool.
0: Excellent. Okay, so, so sorry. Yes, Tim. If he hasn't stolen your mo- moment, that
2: is. Yeah, that was a re- that's a really good moment. That's that's one of my favorites. Uh, but I kind of of piggyback. I I started laughing earlier because uh, I'm going to piggyback Ben's uh, Mimir shout out because one of my favorite lines of his is when he was talking about trying to convince Brock and Sindri to um, change the eyes to. Uh, <laughs> To the all-seeing eyes, to his <laughs> nipples.
1: Oh yeah, his yeah. nipples.
2: <laughs> getting oh, him, just... getting him drunk, and almost convincing him. Mimir. <laughs> Mimir
0: The mirror, the all-seeing teeth, wasn't it?
2: Something the all-seeing teeth. Teeth, <laughs> that's it. Teeth and
1: bite. Teeth are the barfrost. Uh, yeah.
2: So good. Oh, I was dying and rolling at the same time. That was such yeah. a. Mm. But yeah, I don't. I, I know there's a lot of, I don't know if there's a lot of hate for Sindri, but I really was fond of Sindri. Like, Brock made me laugh, but Sindri, I could just, like, get. Like, I got a feel for him. You didn't really know much about them, but, like, you know, him being a germaphobe and having all these issues, like it kind of showed a strength of character that he was willing to surpass his own issues or even deal with his own issues to help them out. Like it really shows that he loves what he does, and yeah, even though he he has like plenty of character flaws, and like you know that could be kind of tropey in itself, but like I just I just really loved him. Like, there was no really real one moment that did it for me, but like he just had such a a unique character in a palette of very deadpan, angry, snarky people. Yeah. And yeah, and I know he was be- he basically is one part of the comic relief, but yeah, they really put a lot of heart and soul into his character, and I loved him.
0: Yeah, I think they you know they they complemented each other well. You know, yeah. together yeah. It's, it's why together they can make the perfect kind of weapons and things. It's because uh, you have a perfectionist and you have a grafter, and they just <laughs> do the work together nicely. Yeah.
2: And another moment is when, once they finally get back together, uh, Brock and Sindri, they're working on something special, and Atreus asks him what he's making, and <laughs> Brock says, "Nunya, <laughs> Nunya, <laughs> What? Nunya, Nunya, fucking business. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Man. Yeah. Just, you know, for a
0: game that you expected to be gory and visceral and violent like that, it was still kind of shocking to hear someone swear quite as much yep. <laughs> as, as Brock does. But some of the stuff he comes out of it, it, <laughs> Oh man. Just it's breathtakingly good, sweaters.
2: Another one just, was he was talking yeah. about how cold it was. You know, it's you know one of the first signs of Ragnarok for being this long winter. But he said, like you can definitely tell this is the Fumal winter, I think is what it's called. Yeah He's like, I can feel it in my scroat. He said <laughs> <laughs> died. I was. I remember that scene because I was. Like, I. I generally I would always just run away from them. That you know they had those little like off key banters that they do, and that was one of them. And I was halfway down toward the door when I when he got to that point, and I just stopped and started laughing. <laughs> and yeah, I loved it. Like, they were really a nice addition to very serious somber game.
0: Yeah, and it wasn't like overdone and like no it was just his swearing is just so casually done and just <laughs> i think that's why it's like oh okay <laughs> like because
2: <it's> like
0: <laughs> i like swearing but there's no anger to it, it just like yeah this is the way i talk
2: so yeah. Was, yeah um but i don't know in terms of moments i've already brought up the the one where kratos is disappointed mm. in Atreus, and I, I i was so fond of that moment because of i don't know like you, you despite itself, he was so almost belligerent to Atreus. You know, trying to keep him in line and trying to teach him these things, and you know, not trying to go overboard with anything. And you know, you, he he showed his wits end at times. You know, like parents do and things. But like there was that there was never any sense of disappointment until that moment, and it really hit home what Atreus meant to him. Mm. Like everything going forward, kind of just resonated on that one point. And it was yeah. The the game did a really good job of stopping everything and just kind of doing a close cut with with Kratos and Atreus doing the dab son moments and yeah.
0: I think it's a dab son moment then I Sorry, but... <laughs> No, I would never. <laughs> I would say, never. That would definitely ruin the uh historical side of the game. <laughs> just like that. <start> <laughs> Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, boy.
1: <laughs>
2: oh dear,
0: sorry. Uh, who else? Kratos,
2: would, Kratos would never dab because dabbing is a sign of losing. Yeah, it's like a guaranteed <laughs> thing. It happened to LeBron. <laughs> oh, jeez! Happened to Cam Newton. We are getting topical up in this place.
0: Mm-hmm. G- Gary, what about no. you? What you
3: My favorite moment uh, is the same one that Alfonso had. And as the first time you fight Balder as the stranger, Um, Mm -hmm. that fight was just fantastic. Um, Because, you know, you see Kratos just weigh on him a little bit and then he just sends Kratos flying with a single punch. Um, And then just the destruction of that fight uh, was
0: great. Like, and the goading that he does to Kratos, is, is just like basically saying, You can't kill me, you're, you're nothing, you're, you're disappointed. Mm-hmm. Just like it just invests you in fighting him. And it, as, as you go on in the game, every time you encounter him, it's just like, You're a fuckwit, and I want to just smash your face. <laughs> it's like, just great, that's, that's brilliant. It's, it's how he's written. Yeah, he's
3: written. Um, it, it really reminded me of the fights you have in Osiris Wrath if anybody's played that game. Um, yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. so over the top, and everything's just being destroyed around them. And it was cool that they added these kind of destructible areas, like you can destroy the trees, and some of the boulders get destroyed. It's only for that fight, though, because uh, clearly you can't destroy shit in the actual game. Um, but in that fight, it was great to see it, because that's how it should have been. Um and yeah, just their power, and you see, you know, Kratos rage out, and you see that he's able to to heal himself as well using his powers, just like Baldur can. <clears throat> Fantastic stuff, really. Um, as far as favorite character, I would have to say Brock. Um, he's just too goddamn funny. Every time he showed up, it was just pure humor all the time. Just mm-hmm. the way he talks to them, uh, it was great. Um, there is something I also do want to talk about before we wrap up, though, if that's okay with you guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's about Freya. Um, and my theory on Freya is that she, in my opinion, is the main villain of the story. Um, and it's all from the stuff that I, I listened to Mimir talk about. And all the things that I kind of read in the game. And the big thing that really gave it away was the fight with the Valkyrie, the, the, the queen of the Valkyries, and what she said. Um, and, you know, so, so throughout the game, we hear about how Freya was betrayed by Odin and how she's angry with him and all this stuff. And to me, this is a big revenge story for her. Um, mm. I personally feel the reason in this story, not Greek mythology or Greek mythology, goddamn Norse mythology, she knows that the only way to kill Odin was to use Balder, the guy who can't die, who can't feel pain. Mm. And she wanted him to take the revenge for her. And now that he's dead, she's pissed because what can she possibly do? We also see this with the Valkyrie. We find out, you know, throughout the story that the Queen of the Valkyries had corrupted Valkyries, and she, the Valkyries are the ones who determine who goes to hell and who goes to, you know, God, What is it called, Asgard, uh, for the battle with and Ragnarok? They separate the souls. And now hell is overflowing with souls because the Valkyries are corrupted. And we assume that it was the queen of the Valkyries, but the queen of the Valkyries straight up says that Freya is the true queen of the Valkyries. So Mm -hmm. if it wasn't her, then it had to be Freya who corrupted them. And why would she corrupt them unless she wants to bring about Ragnarok and destroy Odin because he literally destroyed her entire life. He destroyed the giants, the, the people she loved and adored. Um everything in that game in my opinion is hinting at Freya setting up this massive elaborate scheme to kill Odin.
0: Mm. Um because because she can't directly do anything herself.
3: Yeah, because she yeah, she's a witch. There's a reason she's forbidden to travel the realms, you know. Um there's a lot of stuff going on that that essentially points fingers or in a way goes back to Freya because she has some sort of connection to everything that Mir is talking about.
0: Hmm. Um, I mean, it, it's um, a weird thing. It's, um, it kind of goes round back to the mythology where it, it kind of follows into the mythology, but doesn't, where in, in obviously Frigg, who is Baldur's mother in actual mythology, you know, made sure there was no mistletoe stuff like that, and Loki finds out about the uh, mistletoe being a problem. Now in the game when Freya sees the, the mistletoe arrows, she gets rid of them, burns them, let's say they're poisoned, and you know why, as a result. But, as an oversight, she doesn't notice that his, you know, the clasp is made of that. So, all in all, the same result comes out of it, you know, yeah. it's like, and she still ends up, like in mythology, the mother of Balder ends up despising Loki, as a result, as knowing that she's been tricked. So, it, 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 that much is still playing into it, which is nice to see. So it, it may well tie back into the idea of people having to be dragged into getting bolder to come back to stop yeah. Bode.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, there's still a lot of unanswered questions in this game. Uh, a lot of them, in my opinion. But yeah, which is um, great,
0: in my opinion, as well, because I like that. I'd rather it wasn't so clear-cut. Not yeah, I mean, mixed, like they
3: I, was, I don't think they... they Mentioned who rang the horn mm. when when they came back and it was destroyed. We don't know who did that. Who would call the world serpent? Um, there there's just so much stuff that's still unknown, and I can't. I like you said, I can't wait to see how they how they answer a lot of these questions that they left open. Mm. So I had like yeah. four of them in my head, and then they just kind of just vanished as I was talking. <laughs> <laughs> Except that, the, the horn one. So, um, yeah, um, my, that, that's, my, think, that's my opinion yeah. of it. I, I think Freya is essentially the big schemer here of what's going on. And she might find out that, hey, if Boulder can't do it, Kratos can. And she's going to manipulate Kratos into doing it for her.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it could well be a, a case of different sides manipulating what they want. Which, yeah, would be very much in keeping. So, grand stuff, grand stuff. Um, I obviously will throw in with my uh, favorite stuff. The, the whole ending, the not the yeah. end end where the, you go back home, but the ending of uh, the reveal of who Loki is, the mural on the wall which suggests of what will happen, perhaps, and just the whole you know the releasing of the ashes just just fits everything into a lovely little ball while still keeping. The questions open and just as far as characters go you know we've mentioned him a lot despite no one picking him as a character but Boulder is a fascinating character because you know he is such an arsehole and you really just want like i said want to punch the shit out of him every time you fight him but then you, you learn the tragedy of him and that he just does not want to be like this he doesn't want to be immortal he, he wants something someone who can end it for him and he's more, he ends up more angry that you're not the one to do it uh, than anything and just, yeah, it, that whole freeway end battle of uh, like trying to stop him killing Freya whilst also trying to stop him and like that and it, it ended, you know, no winners in the end on that battle, you know, it's like, you know, in trying to protect Freya, you have made Freya your worst enemy and it's, as you say, Gary, it sets it up nicely. For for what is to come, which is fantastic. Mm. So, um, as we are in in the video game journalism industry, some of us um, and people like numbers, uh, we we know Ben's score, but you know, obviously, there are lots of scores thrown out here, there, and everywhere. But on your personal levels, guys, uh, what would your score be for God of War, Alfonso? Hundred. <laughs> hundred that's ten. <laughs> it's is uh, a
4: brilliant game from beginning to end. I, I don't I I don't honestly I do not see no flaws in this game. And, and like, and you already know like my besides God of War in terms of the PS4 exclusive that came out in the last two years, which was Charter 4 and Horizon. Comparing mm-hmm. those three, I, I do not see no flaws in God of War.
2: Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Tim. Is this out of 100? I
4: didn't know you want, man.
0: Would I say 64? Say 64. It's
2: fine. Out of a, a two, uh, whatever. Oh, my God. I would never. <laughs> yeah, I would I would give it a solid nine. Yeah. Um. And all of my qualbs are technical, and there are a few of them, but like the game is too charming and too well-executed for anything less.
0: Yeah, I I I'd probably have to concur on
2: a nine just because
0: it, it's a very it's surprising how well it is all done considering you know all the uh, talk about it before the game came out of like oh I'm worried about this It doesn't look like God of War this isn't right that isn't right which seems to be with every Sony exclusive people say the same thing and then turn around and it's a new excuse but yeah it's it's a nine you know the, as you say it's not as groundbreaking as it gets made out in some reviews but i think it's got enough going on that's just so well done so tied in everything's so nicely tied in in the way it works and that's all you can ask for i think it's grand enough ben we don't need to ask you do we
1: what, like, what if i want to give it a different score than eight out of ten i'm gonna go with eight out of ten
2: <laughs> that soapbox feels pretty good. <laughs> and Gary, what about you?
3: Um, I'd give it a nine five. For me, nine five. Um, I, like, like Alfonso said, um, there's really not much that I did not like about this game. Um, and most of my problems only came from either some controls, uh, some f- very frustrating encounters. Um, and the, honestly, those those are really the only two things that I could think
0: of that yeah. that bother me in that game. I just I just think I'm becoming a miserable bastard with games. Like, <laughs> oh, no, <I'm> <laughs> just, just, i do mean, not it's been a year of as much as there have been good games, there has been a lot of you know it's hmm. just like it's all right, you know, I don't mind it. It's a very a very different year to last year in that regard. it's, it's less of this middle tier of uh, stuff where it's like yeah i got a few games i'd say that's nine out of ten and here's some games i'd say that's 9.5 maybe 10 but i know we're only halfway through and there's all sorts of things that could happen but yeah it's it's a very good game better than probably most expected it to be but i don't know I, I i still think there will be better this year uh, easily um very different games probably But you know, In terms of if you're just going for overall As a game sort of thing Yeah So that's uh, the God of War talk As it is All the spoilers um, We didn't do Infinity War because not everyone here watched it And I don't know, one person won <laughs> but, uh,
1: <laughs> oh, I can't wait till we can spoil that though
0: Well at this point it's like when <laughs> <laughs> That's the main problem that is the main problem, um, but I think we've we've gone on long enough, so we 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 will uh, stop it there. And then next week we'll return to regular unchained action, and we'll actually until
1: E have... three, which will be like a couple of weeks later.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> there's, there's, there's all that, and then we'll have stuff like Detroit, what, and that coming, and yeah, there will be talking about all sorts of things as we go along. I am sure. Um, in the meantime, you can catch us on Twitter's at Pod Unchained. Uh, you can email myself at neil.pbsu.com for any questions and answers, etc., etc. And maybe just ask me if I like my SEO. I get a lot of those. <laughs> um, but other than that, I will leave you with my esteemed colleagues now to go through their details. Tell them they want to tell you. so where to follow them, where to find them online and, and basically pimp out shit that they do. Starting with you, Mr. Batazarov.
3: You can't find me, I'm invisible.
0: Sure.
3: I've been <laughs> standing God. there for an hour. <laughs> that, noticed that. That. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I get that reference. I mean uh, this is one of really, the greatest was, moments in that movie man. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: eat crisps. The, the whole <laughs> I'm invisible. <is> <laughs>
3: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Gagaloush. That's G A G L A U S
2: H. Excelente, Tim. I gotta say, Gary, I, I I say it all the time, but I love that name. I just love it. Oh, but thanks. oh, thanks for having it. But you can find me pretty much everywhere. Basically, Instagram and Twitter at Timberelli, T I M B E R E L L I.
4: Excellent. Also, um, you. you can find me on Twitter at Shan 7 That's A double I seven. Want to shout out to you guys. Shout out to all the listeners. It feels good. Back. Feels good to be back. And Gary, I have exciting news to you. Exciting <gasps> news. Shannon finally accepted you. No more hate on you. No more hate. Oh on
3: shit! What'd you do? What'd you do?
4: not what I did. It's what Chris did. Remember podcast? I think I think it was last week's podcast or the week before, where y'all kept forgetting things and <laughs> you kept getting bashed by Chris. I made a listen to her just so you see that Gary's not a bad guy. And she was like, you know what? He's not. So the news for Gary. Does she hate Chris listen. now? Bad news for Chris. Yeah, she hates Yeah,
2: Chris baby. Now. Yeah. <laughs> well that sounds like information <laughs> Sorry, control.
4: <Chris. laughs> Who listens
2: to this? I'm sorry. I can't. Man, that sounds like information control right there. Uh, Sounds
3: like the truth to me. (laughs) 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 Thanks, Fonzie. Uh, I
0: appreciate it. Ben. Of course. Ben, Ben, Ben.
1: Okay, I've learned the powers of speaking super fast, so I'm going to do all my shout outs really quickly because I have a lot of them. Okay, (laughs) everyone ready? Okay, I would like to shout out to Volmeric at Twitch.tv/slash Volmeric. I like to shout out to Phoenix down Radio. Klaus Knight, bringer Luna Fox, air I like to shout out to She Hills. I tank at Twitch.tv/slash hills I like to shout out to Melstrom Radio Twitch.tv/slash from Radio. I like to shout out to everyone that's listening right now. Thank you all for listening, and I'll uh, see you all next week.
3: I think you said the same thing, and we just got confused.
2: <laughs> well, maybe, maybe you got confused. <laughs> oh, sad
1: again.
4: Uh, excellent. Oh, excellent.
1: Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> by, by all this excellent talk, there is a new Bill and Ted movie coming out.
0: Yeah, and so, on for, so on for that. Bogus. There's no bogus to it, I'm telling you. If Death's going to be in it as well, again, that's even better. So, <laughs> let's be gone, yeah? Let's, uh, we have been done. We go. And now is the end of the podcast. Tatty bye.